you see a man skillful in his work, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Proverbs 22:29. You are listening to the Resilient Masculinity Podcast. Thank you and welcome back for those who this may be your first time. Welcome to the Resilient Masculinity Podcast. My name is William. I'm the host of this podcast. This season, season two, we have been digging through our three S's, that is safety, stability, and service. We started the years out strong with safety, then we stood stable at stability, and now we talk about service. This is our fourth episode in service, where we will today be talking about vocation or jobs and businesses as a means of service. Previously, we've talked about the worldview and the mindset that goes into um, how, how we live our life as a life of service. We've talked about serving our families, uh, serving our wives and our children. We've talked about serving our church, both inside the church and outside the church as part of the church. Today, we're going to talk about serving through business, through our job and our vocations. And then next week, we'll wrap it up by talking about service from the aspect of community service, serving our community. Why is business, why is your job, why is your vocation, why is that service? How does it serve other people? And what does that mean practically for you as a man as you probably go out day in, day out, going to work, clocking in, clocking out, making that money? How does that help you? How does that make you a stronger, better, more capable, self-ruled man who rules well, who will win this world for Christ, and who will establish a productive Christian household relationship? the hope, a hope. How does that happen? How does that work? Well, we know, as Christians, we know that we are supposed to serve God over man, right? And we are supposed to do everything we do to the honor and glory of God. We are to work as unto God, not as unto men. So the work that we do, the spirit that we do it in, we do it as a service to God not just to make our, our human bosses happy. Now, there we do want to make our bosses happy. We want to do our job well, but ultimately, who judges that? Well, that's up to God. Ultimately, he's the creator of the universe. The, war, the world, the earth is the Lord and every... The, the, uh, I cannot talk today. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Everything we have, we are stewards of that which God gave us. We are told to take dominion over this world, and that also means we have responsibility to take care of that which God gave us. That includes business. That includes our job. The resources you get from your 9 to 5, the money that you get, the, the dinero, the fiat currency, however you want to say it, the paper, the greenback bills, the numbers on the computer. All that is for God. 
all that is God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he owns you. Therefore, everything that we have is the Lord's. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is God of this world. And as such, everything is his. And we serve him. Which means we do all things that we do for him. For his glory. So the attitude you should have when you go into work isn't one of drudgery. And I get it. There are jobs that suck. There are jobs that you don't want to be at. There are jobs where the, the people you work with bring you down. There are bosses who are not Christian who will treat you like a slave. There are organizations that just the structure of it is not one that brings life and fulfillment. And those are hard days. Those are hard seasons. But nonetheless, we as men are we're called serve the Lord. So serve God. I know it sounds super stupid simple, and it is. Control your emotions. Be self-controlled. Take thought. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That means your attitude about your work. Because work was not given to mankind as a as a punishment, God actually gave Adam work to do before the fall. God told Adam to take care of the garden, tend the garden in Eden, and to name the animals. He actually had a job before the fall of man, and in fact, Eve was created to be his help meet and to be a companion alongside him in that mission. So we were given work to do from the very beginning. Because God himself is a God of work. He's a creator. He is the creator. He created the world. He created the universe. And yes, he rested on the Sabbath day. He rested on the seventh day. And so there is something to be said about taking a rest, taking a break, being able to enjoy the blessings of God and enjoy the fact that our our intrinsic value is not based off of how much we produce. However, when we are working, we work to the glory and to the honor and to the praise of God. So one, your attitude. Two, the work that you do is valuable because it serves people. Um, I My dad always taught me this. Um, I don't remember when it really cemented into my head. Um, and it's it's a free market capitalist idea, too. Like, it's John Locke would have said this, too, although as Christians, we understand the basis for it, is that work is service to others, right? The free market is serving others because it meets the needs of others. Whether it's, you know, my first W-2 job, I worked at a hardware store, at a local hardware store, okay? I sold people light bulbs and fans and light switches um, and electrical wires. That's, that's what I did. I worked in the electrical department. I worked um, helping people, you know, with the with their lighting needs and with their electrical needs. 
to help people um, by proxy of being knowledgeable about the product, being knowledgeable about what they needed, like asking them, hey, what do you need? What's, what's your goal here? You know, are you trying to wire your whole house or are you just trying to fix this one switch? I was able to find what people needed and recommend the best product to them that I could. And I, I in the hopes that it would meet their needs. Working at a coffee shop, you know, you get to learn a lot about people. Um, and you get to be like the first face most people see in the day. And you get to um, either make their day great or horrible uh, with that first interaction. You get to learn people by not only by their drinks, but occasionally um, you get people who come inside and, and get to uh, talk to them and you get to build those relationships with them. You get to serve them by not only being a joyful barista, but you also get to serve them by um, being part of their, their daily routine. You get to kind of see a little bit into their life. I think one of the coolest things about being a barista when I did so was there was a lady, great Christian lady, her husband's awesome. Um, God's blessed him tremendously uh, over the years. Um, she was pregnant with her first child and I noticed for about two, three visits, something just seemed different. Anytime she came through the drive-thru, she was just different. And I had a gut feeling and I was dating my wife at the time. And I told her, I, I think one of my regulars, I think she's pregnant. No baby bump, no switching the decaf yet. Just, just something was different. Something about her was, I could tell, I could sense it. I don't know how, I don't know why, I just could. Fourth week rolls around and it's like, hey, I've got something really sick. She was, she was just beaming ear to ear, right? She was ecstatic. And before she could even say, it, I was like, she's, she's definitely pregnant, right? Like just, I got that, that feeling. I, I don't know if that was a, a God nudge or what, but she got to share with me, Hey, you know, pregnant with my first child and just the, the joy of that. Uh, when I left to be a missionary in Mexico, she actually, she and her husband wrote me a cute little letter. Um, I have it somewhere still. Um, and donated like 20 bucks and that meant the world to me because they were just she was a regular right I just gave her coffee and got to listen to her story so I got to serve her in that way and in the end um, God, God's blessed them tremendously and I'm grateful for them um, but that's just you know you get to serve people that way I did work as armed security guard clearly you know, you serve people by keeping them safe. Again, now that I'm a police officer, my job is to protect and serve. And my job is to serve those people, not only in like the service calls of like helping fix a flat tire or helping um, in those manners, but even making sure that these people get to be, um, you know, these people get to be safe while they're in my jurisdiction. These people shouldn't have to worry about going to work, whether or not they're going to get their, their place of work shot up. These people deserve better than that, right? They deserve to be able to work and live their lives in a way that honors God without fear of evil men doing evil to them. 
and it's part of my job is to keep them safe and happy from those evil men and to, to when necessary, put myself in the line of danger to keep them safe and happy. And then, of course, you get your cruel service calls, too. You know, someone lost something and they need help finding it. Or, you know, someone got their bike stolen and then you get to return it uh, two weeks later because you found it and you remember taking the report. Or, you know, service calls. Just genuine, actual, hey, the community needs help. We help them out. Please. Those are great calls, too. Um, even when I worked at a warehouse, right, you still serve people. Uh, all you warehouse factory workers, the product you make and the product you send out is still serving people, right? You get to give them uh, their custom closets or their their little uh, Funko Pop bobbleheads or the the clock face for their new um, for their new wall decoration or whatever it is. You're still meeting those needs. You get to serve people by giving them what they want and what they need. And that is why your job is service to people. Because you interact with people. You make their day better. You give them what they want or what they need. People don't always need coffee. Sometimes they just want coffee. And you get to bring that to them. People want a nice wall decoration. They want to live, laugh, love on their wall. And guess what? You get to deliver that. You get to send that out on a truck to them. You get to flip burgers for the family who hasn't gone out for a date night in three months. Or they're celebrating their kid's first birthday. And you know you have a giant stack of hamburgers that you give to them. You know, whatever your job is. You meet the needs of people around you. And that's important. And it's especially important as Christians, as people who believe that people have souls and people matter because they're created in the image of God and God died for them. It's important to remember that it's not just putting another pallet on a truck. It's not just another cup of coffee. It's not just another welfare check. It's always serving someone else's. And God loves them enough to die for them. So you should love them too. And give them your best efforts. Now, business owners. This this is the reason you go into business is to serve people. Do not go into serving, do not go into business to make money. Yes, make money, but go into business to serve people. Then you will make the money. Because if you meet real needs, people will buy it. They need your food. They need your energy. They need your your $10 box that fixes whatever problem they have. They need that. But you make money by meeting the needs of those around you. Don't exploit people. Be honest men. Be godly men. Be men who, yes, you make profit because you should. And there is a righteousness that comes 
there there is it is righteous to make money and it's not exploited and it's not wrong to own the means of production for a business that you yourself have set up okay and you've taken the risk and you've become the one who bears that burden then you do rightfully need profit you do rightfully receive the the rewards of your labor but don't be exploited treat your employees well because just as paul would uh, admonish and encourage slave owners to treat their slaves well your employees are not slaves however they are people under your care so you do take care of them you do treat them well you provide well for them Again, they are people that God died for. And that God says have value because he made them. So you treat them with that same value. Meet human needs. And again, this, this goes back to, I mean, even this is, this is my whole prospect. This is my whole mindset when it comes to investments. This ties into, into business, right? Being an investor, you invest capital, you invest your money uh, by shares, whether publicly traded on a stock exchange like the S&P 500 or the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, or through private shares, um, something that's not traded on a public market. Um, either way, you are trading your, your dollars, you're buying ownership of a company, you're buying shares, which is ownership of a company so you as an investor become a business owner by default right you're buying ownership into a company so what do i invest in i invest in things that people need that are actual necessities for people things like agricultural um businesses mainly agricultural land and operations um energy in the 21st century, and especially in America, of in developed countries, you need energy to sustain life, right? We would, millions of people would die if our electrical grid went down. Utilities, you know, water, sanitation, all those things, those are all vital. Those are human needs. Um, like I said, agricultural, utilities, some some very small but a small amount of commercial real estate so things like the landlords at like walmart and retail like your favorite retail businesses sometimes they don't actually own that property they rent it from someone stuff like that so those are the needs that i focus on namely uh utilities and agriculture and some commercial real but that's because those businesses, they meet the needs of, of humanity. They serve humanity as a whole, and they're not just speculative or put out things that are not necessarily vital to human uh, development and human needs. I could survive without another daily movie. I could survive. I mean, granted, the supply chain would be pretty messed up without Amazon, 
but I could survive without Amazon. Amazon. Either way, I could survive without Amazon. I cannot survive without food. I cannot survive without electricity. Um, and whether I want to admit it or not, someone's going to have to own the land of my favorite, um, you know, mom and pop brick and mortar stores. Sometimes that might be a, an organization or a company. So, again, when you're investing, think about what the needs of people are. The business themselves, if they're moral, if they're, if they're um, capable of providing good service without being exploitive, without being um, sinful. And sometimes it may take Christian, godly people to buy a lot of the company to make it Christian. However, as a shareholder, you have the ability to vote. You have the ability to uh, make decisions for that company. Do so wisely. Do so as a Christian. Do so as a man of God. So your business, your vocation, your job, any investments you make, do it all to serve people. Ultimately, we're serving God through how we serve those around us so thank you for listening that's what it means um for this episode thank you again next week next episode is our final episode of season two we'll be talking about community service how we can serve our community um, not just through our family our church and our business but just throughout the community as a whole so please stay tuned for that Again, if you like this season, like, subscribe, share, all the fun things. You know what to do. Till next time, gentlemen, laugh, feast, have fun, fight the good fight. Take actions today that you need to take to become the man you are called to be. Till next time.